I love when I hear something that I've heard so many times, but for whatever reason, it just sticks. Whether it's, you know, I'm at a different place because we are, right? Every day we're growing in some way, or I'm just ready and more open to it. But I'm going to share with you in this episode something that I heard that I absolutely love, and we're going to dive into how it helps in increasing our self-awareness so that we can wake up a little bit more and also apply it in a way that benefits our mind, body, and soul. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the So To Speak podcast. I'm Christy Mandor, and I am so glad you found your way here. As an energy leadership and mindset coach, I work with high achieving leaders and entrepreneurs who possibly like yourself can get stuck in their head and just wrapped in overthinking. So we work together in getting them out of their heads and back into doing the meaningful work that lights them up. In this podcast, you'll hear conversations with incredible leaders, courageous creatives, trailblazers, change makers, and game changers who share their stories and their strategies that help them to continue on when the inevitable mental quicksand comes to take them down. My hope for you is that by listening in on each episode, you leave feeling less alone and more relieved, revived, and reconnected with yourself and a possible shift in perspective that supports you with reigniting your passion and your unwavering dedication for doing the work you came here to do. Because sometimes we need a little help getting ahead of our heads. All right, so yesterday, drinking my coffee, scrolling through Instagram, and I stopped myself on this post by Josh Pice. So if you've been listening for a while, I had Josh on the show a while ago. I'm going to actually, I'll link his, our conversation below so that you can check that out. It's so good. He's so good. He's so good. All right. So Josh is an actor. You absolutely know him. If you saw his face, if you don't know his name, he was in Ray Donovan he was in with Leif Schreiber. He was in the ones that are coming to me, Station Agent, which is so good. If you haven't seen that with Bobby Cannavale and um, Peter Dinklage and Patricia Clarkson, that was way back when. And he was also in The Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. And he also has this super powerful company called Committed Impulse. And it's beyond a company. It really is on a mission to work with actors and public speakers to fully embrace your embodied energetics so that you can show up from such an alive and alert and truthful place. It is so powerful. I had my parents gift me for my 40th birthday a few years years back, one of his weekend intensives in New York City, and it was worth every single penny and beyond. Like years out, I still am learning from it and practicing and it's just, and he's so fun and he's so real and all the good stuff. So I'll also link some stuff about committed impulse below as well. But what Josh said in the Instagram post was so to the point and makes so much sense. Okay. So he was focused on how we go to our heads, which we all do, right? We all have a tendency to go to our heads and it's the golden ticket when we notice it. Oftentimes we notice it and we're so ashamed or embarrassed or feeling guilty or what or numbed out, whatever it is, 
well, I guess if you're numbed out, you wouldn't notice it. But we often might notice our thought and then we're so grossed out by what we're thinking that we either push it down further, we shame it, so now we got another voice going, or we fly into the story it's telling us. Noticing the thought and getting yourself out of that mental quicksand is gold. And so what Josh was focused on was that moment when we go in our head and we have all eyes on us. So no matter what your performance is, it doesn't matter if you're speaking in front of a board, it doesn't matter if you're doing a town hall or if you're doing a team's meeting or if you're pitching to a client, all eyes are on you and you're going to inevitably go into that fight or flight unless you have been practicing how to be seen and to feel safe in your body, which we'll be doing future episodes on that as well. Josh's thought that he was focusing on was that moment where like, what are they thinking about me and do they like me? Which is, it's just quick. It happens so quickly that sometimes we don't even notice that we're thinking that. And it's normal. It is so normal. I don't know anybody who doesn't have that moment when they're in front of people, right? And oftentimes women can have a tendency to overplease and kind of do the jazz hands, you know, gal smiley feel. And men may too, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, challenges on each side, right? So for guys, oftentimes it's expected that they're able to be visible. And there could be anxiety with that, with that expectation that they're supposed to have it all together and be super competent. And with women, it could be this fear of who am I to be visible? And that's so much about our society. And so there's a lot going on. And also stories that we have and our life experience, all of that is all in our small little mind. So it's like this sweet mind is just loaded. It's like sitting on your luggage, trying to stuff all of the clothes for you to go on vacation. Uh, Oh my gosh. And it just busts open. So what Josh was saying was that when you notice that you're saying to yourself, do they like me? It's the noticing that is your signal to get back in your body. It's the moment you notice it that is that witness, right? Michael Singer talks about that in Untethered Soul. It's like that that witness. It's, it's that idea of kind of seeing yourself, that mind sight that Dr. Daniel Siegel talks about. It's noticing your thought. When you notice your thought, you are not your thought. You're you're never your thought, but you are reminded, oh my gosh, this is a thought. It's not even like a, a thing. I can change it. And that is where the gold is. So that was what Josh said. And from that, I instantly was like, oh my gosh. So here is my takeaway to share with you. When you notice your thought, whatever it is, you get to pay attention, whether it's helpful or unhelpful, not good or bad or positive or negative, because we live so binary that it's very easy to go that way. No, you're going solely into, is it unhelpful or is it helpful? Without any solid judgment, you're just being curious, you're being honest, you're noticing internally, what does it feel like to think that thought? That's a great way to do it. Does this feel, is there a sensation that's contracting when I think this thought? Or am I expanding and feeling a sense of warmth and safety and settling? That's all you need to know. And if you're contracting, chances are it's an unhelpful thought. So the unhelpful thought is your helpful signal to get out of your head. 
And I'm going to say that again, because sometimes the simplest statements hit us in such a powerful way. And that's totally what happened to me when I like connected this and then we'll go further. But the unhelpful thought, noticing your unhelpful thought is the helpful signal to remind you. I immediately say, remind you to get out of your head, but it, to remind you that you now have a choice really is what it is because that noticing in that space that comes from noticing is choice. It's totally choice. And the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. So I always say, start with paying attention to thoughts that you really enjoy because you're more likely to hang out there and it's the same exact muscle. When we're feeling feelings we don't like to feel, we are so quick to exit stage left and get the heck out of Dodge. But when it's feelings we really love, if we can remember to pay attention and be like, oh my gosh, I love this moment right now. Like I love my kids are on the brink of not wanting to read with me before bedtime. Maybe that'll change. I don't know. But they're like getting to that age where a bit more independent and I cherish the moments when we're cuddled at bedtime. Even if we're not reading out loud together, we're just reading next to each other and I can feel my body soften and warm and all of the good stuff. And I remind myself to just check in with it and really screenshot it. Like I mentally screenshot the feeling in my mind and in my body so I can access it easier. Because when you know how you want to feel, it's easier to get there. When you know how you don't want to feel, it's also easier to know how you want to feel. But you have to be patient with yourself to practice it. And if you're listening to this, you're someone who is at least open to the possibility of practicing it. And when it comes to that un unhelpful thought idea, so you have that space, right? Let's go back there. You have the space. You notice it's an unhelpful thought because you notice in your body that it's contracting in some way. I'm not someone who guns straight to positive thinking. I think there's a time and a place for it. Absolutely. I also feel that sometimes when we're, when we're feeling an unhelpful thought, if we go straight to thinking a positive thought, many things can backfire. It can be very counterproductive. So one thing that could backfire is that you could be gaslighting yourself with like, oh, it's not that bad. Give, you know, no big deal. <laughs> when really it's, it is bothersome, whatever the situation is or you could start shaming yourself, or you could completely jump over the feeling and almost create positive toxicity inside of yourself where you're just throwing on another thought on top of the other to cover up how you're feeling. So I always say, when you notice that you have an unhelpful thought, first of all, pat yourself on the back because the vast majority of people don't even do that. And number two, when you notice that, see where you can find a more helpful, powerful, or supportive thought. And when you're on the spot, it's trickier. That's why when you have those moments where you're by yourself, whether it's in the morning or whether it's before you go to bed or whether it's at a stoplight, I'm a huge, if you've been listening for a while, you know there's like three places I'm a huge fan of, four really. 
for you to start practicing this. One is at stoplights because it's a built-in timer. You're in your car, you feel safe most likely, and chances are you might be alone. So you have that opportunity that when the light turns red, instead of flying through the yellow light to beat it, you actually look forward to slowing down. You're like, okay, cool. This is an opportunity to check in. And then when the light turns green, you're off and you're a much safer and more conscious driver. So we all thank you for that. And one of the other places I love doing this is in the bathroom. Bathrooms are everywhere. They are everywhere. They're everywhere. So even if you're at a fire pit, you know, go in the woods. There's nothing more freeing than that. And so there's this whole idea around being able to find private spaces and they're all there if you really look for them and nobody knows what you're doing in the bathroom. So if you were thrown or you're, you are like thrown with a comment or you are faced with a surprise person who shows up or whatever it is that just triggers you and activates you, if you cue yourself to pay attention to, ooh, this unhelpful thought is a helpful signal for me to find a bathroom or for me to step away for a minute, whatever that looks like, go outside, whatever it is. Uh, another place you can do it is in your car. You can always do it at like a, a parking lot. I do so many meditations and pauses in parking lots. And the fourth is in grocery stores. So if you're not rushing through the grocery store, the grocery store is a great place because it's very neutral for most people, unless you had an incident at the grocery store. It's usually pretty neutral. So you can just practice starting to pay attention to where are my thoughts right now? Am I contracting or am I expanding? So there's that mind-body connection inevitably, right? Our thoughts create our feelings, which create, create our actions. And it really works. So I'm giving you options because I like options, but I don't want to give you too many because then it's like that whole paradox of choice thing. So Choose where you feel the most comfortable. Trust yourself there. Start paying attention. It's such a huge benefit. It's lifelong. It stays with you forever. You can literally practice it anytime, anywhere. And there is something in it that I find incredibly safe. So meaning that if I'm in a situation or if I'm like in a foreign, not just like a cocktail party where I don't know anybody, but like if you're in a foreign country or if you're flying on an airplane and, you know, I get anxiety when I'm on an airplane and I'm not with my kids. I, I have started getting anxiety around that. And I will just check in with myself and slow down and use these tools and it helps immensely. And the last thing I'll say about this, and it's such a big topic, as you can imagine, so we'll be doing future episodes on really breaking it down and doing these mini episodes so it's not more overwhelming than it can already be. We already have so much going on in our lives and in our head and in our bodies that I find if you are someone who has a tendency to be a high-functioning, anxious person having these small digestible pieces and strategies is really supportive versus intimidating and overwhelming. So the last piece I'll say about this is if you are, whether you're new to, you know, paying attention to your thoughts, or if you've been doing it for a little bit, either way, depending on the day, there might be moments where you start noticing your thought and it feels terrifying and it can 
again, we're going to go deeper at a, another time. But if that happens, if you're like, holy crap, I have not paid attention to what's going on in my head or in my body. And now I feel like I'm having a massive panic attack. There are two things to do. Obviously, the first is if you do, you know, check in at your thoughts at a red light and then you start having anxiety, obviously pull off to the side of the road. But if you're not driving, two ways that you can do this. And one of them I got from Britt Frank, who is a therapist. I love, love her work. She wrote the book, uh, The Science of Stuck. And I believe it's called The Science of Stuck. And she shared what I'm about to, one of the aspects I'm about to share with you. So the first thing is you're noticing your thoughts, your body's cranking up. You're, and it may not even be that it's cranking up. It may be that you're just noticing what's happening and it feels like it's cranking up because you're just noticing it for the first time. So one way to get you into your body where you feel safe and calmer and more grounded and more supported internally is to go straight to your senses, straight to your senses. Like literally when people say come to your senses, I want you to think about it like sensations. So we have five fingers. Think of it like, okay, you're going to hold up your five as if going, hold on a second. And you can do all five senses or you can simply, you know, say three things out loud that you're seeing. You can say three things out loud that you're feeling, physically feeling, like I'm feeling the cold, uh, you know, glass in my hand. I'm feeling my feet on the ground. I'm feeling my butt in the chair. I'm feeling my jeans on my legs, like whatever. You don't have to get creative. Like you're literally just basic naming what you're feeling. Uh, you can also go to tell, like oftentimes I love touching like something that's like hard wood or a rock or something that just brings me something very natural that brings me down and feel much more grounded. It's a, it's such a reliever. So that's one. The second that I love, this is what Britt Frank shared is that oftentimes when we can start becoming mindful, it's so overwhelming because we haven't done it before and we start noticing all these senses and we want to get the heck out of there. So what's the best place, you know, the best place to go is back in our head where it feels safe and warm, but that is not helpful. And we'll go, we'll go into that in another episode. But one thing that she talks about, which I loved was external mindfulness. So if internal mindfulness feels overwhelming, external mindfulness is being able to notice things around you. So that's pretty much what I was saying with the, you know, the senses. But if you need like a phrase to go with it, it's external mindfulness. Just start paying attention to what you're seeing. So if you're overwhelmed by all the five senses and you're trying to think which one to do, nope, just go straight to what you see and notice it. And again, give yourself a pat on the back because it is simple. It is not easy. And the more you do it, the easier it does get often. But at the same time, it's really courageous to start making changes when our bodies are wired to want us to be safe in what's familiar. So that is it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm going to be jumping further into the importance of what to do once you are paying attention to your thoughts and how to be on your own side with really 
practicing ways to shift your mind to work for you instead of against you. And it's going to be with Brooke Ansley, who is a hypnotherapist. She's also one of the funniest hypnotherapists, and she's just got fantastic energy. She's got such good energy, and she's also a wellness coach. She breaks things down in such a relatable and understandable way. She uses pop culture to help us understand about hypnotherapy and the importance of it and how it can help us become more self-aware and mindful. So definitely stay tuned for that. That'll be airing uh, next or this coming Sunday. All right. But beyond that, have a wonderful week and I will see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the So To Speak podcast. If you found some insight or some useful nuggets in this episode, I want to hear about it. So make sure to connect with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn at Christy Mandor. Also go ahead and share it with anyone else you feel could benefit from the messages in this episode. And while you're at it, go ahead and throw up a rating and a review wherever you're listening in from, which helps significantly in other people learning about the podcast because it takes all of us to get ahead of our heads. I'll see you next week.